Well, happy Easter, everyone. In the early church, they had a, a kind of an exchange that you would do. And so one person, as I was walking down the street, I would say, he is risen on Easter morning. And the one walking towards me would respond, indeed, he is truly risen. So what we're going to do is we're going to practice that. And then you guys have to remember, at the end of my homily, I'm going to end it with, he is risen, and you're all going to shout back, indeed, he is truly risen. And if you screw it up, you're going to ruin my homily. Okay? So we're going to practice it one time, and then you just got to hold it internally until the end. Okay? So I'm going to say, he is risen. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) It was wrong, but it was awesome. Indeed, he is truly risen. One more time. He is risen. Okay, don't mess it up. Because this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about, you guys. The resurrection. The resurrection for us is everything. If it doesn't happen, it's an epic failure. Our faith is a disaster. And we should pack up shop and go home. St. Paul says if Christ has not been raised, we are the most pitied of people. And our faith is in vain. And top on the list of the dumbest is me. I gave my whole life to this. If Christ hasn't been raised, death is the end. Suffering is meaningless. And this world is as brutal and terrible as it seems. But I submit to you this morning, it is unreasonable to think that Jesus is not risen from the dead. I know this is counterintuitive. And the atheistic community and the secular media mock our God. Mock our Savior. Mock our faith. The believers are dumb, unenlightened, unrealistic, unsophisticated. And that is just simply not true, my friends. It's not that religion is a weakness. Religion is power. We are a powerhouse. Do you realize how much the Catholic Church and the Catholic faithful have done for this world? Everything. Everything. I hate when people say the Catholic Church is unscientific. We came up with the scientific method. How can you say we're unscientific? Some of the greatest minds in the church, in the world, were Catholic. Copernicus. He was a, the, Louis Pasteur, the chemist who came up with the pasteurization process. The inventor of penicillin, Alexander Fleming, was a Catholic. St. Albert the Great had his doctorate in the following disciplines. Biology, chemistry, physics, astronomy, geography, metaphysics, mathematics, theology, scripture. Wow, sounds like a moron to me. Some people are lucky to get one doctorate. He had nine. We did all this because our faith believes in the resurrection. That there is more than meets the eye. And that we should unlock the mysteries of creation for the good of the world. Look at what we did. We established orphanages and helped the poor through the missions in foreign nations. Why? Because Jesus is risen from the dead and we trust that what he told us is true. Take care of the poor. We started hospitals. They're ours. Why? Because Jesus, risen from the dead, told us to take care of those who are in pain and are suffering. The Mayo Clinic, 
founded by Benedictine nuns. Why? Because Jesus told us to take care of the sick and the dying. The man who came up with the theory of the Big Bang, surely an atheistic scientist. Wrong again. Not only was he a Catholic, his name was Father George Lemaitre. He was a priest. We are the largest charitable organization on the planet because Jesus, risen from the dead, told us to love our neighbor. And the secular world claims all of this for their own. It's ours. It's his. His message is what changed the world. His message is the only thing new in this world. His message is everything. And when it's followed, good things happen. And when it's not, hell is unleashed in this world. My friends, the resurrection has shaped our world as we know it. We used to be a powerhouse, but we're losing power. Why? Because the resurrection doesn't permeate every aspect of our life. And so to reinvigorate your hearts this Easter morning, I submit to you that it is not only unreasonable, it is actually idiotic to not believe that the resurrection is historically true. We just heard the account of the resurrection. We know for a fact that Jesus died. Roman history tells us that. Jewish history tells us that. There is a dead body in the tomb. Nobody disputes that Jesus died. Everyone agrees. If it was there, or somehow the apostles went to the wrong tomb, which is ridiculous, like Peter and Andrew ran to the wrong tomb in the morning, but if that was the case, then the moment the apostles start preaching, the Jewish leaders go and get the body and throw it on the ground and say, look, still dead. Still dead. But they didn't do that. They couldn't. Because the body wasn't there. So that leaves us with one of four options. The first, the Jews stole it, which makes no sense at all. Or the Romans stole it, which makes even less sense. Third, the disciples stole it, hid it in a place nobody could ever find, and then started this weird new religion. Or fourth, he really rose from the dead. We know for certainty that one and two are ridiculous. And we know that because, again, as soon as the apostles start preaching the truth of the resurrection, the Romans, the Jews, they just go and get the body and say, no, it's not true. Everybody go home. But they couldn't do that because they didn't have the body. So option three must have happened, right? Because a person rising from the dead is so ridiculous. I have done numerous funerals. I have never seen somebody rise from the dead. None of us have. So it must be number three, that the apostles took the body and they hid it. And then they started out on this great venture of spreading Christianity to the world. But you see, there's a problem with this. What this reason doesn't take into account is the fact that the behavior of the apostles makes no sense if they stole the body and hid it. And to think that they did that is not only illogical and irrational, it is actually intellectually insulting. So as the atheistic world says it's intellectually insulting to believe that Jesus rose from the dead, we respond, no, it is intellectually insulting to believe that he didn't. Because if the... We, you guys, we, we don't accurately assess history in our modern day and age. We have become accustomed to ex an expression concerning history. 
And this expression can at times be true, but it cannot possibly be true concerning the apostles nor the first 300 years of Christianity. The expression is this. History is always written by the winners. And yes, that is true. But it is not always written by the winners. In fact, the greatest history, Christianity, was written by losers. (laughs) Don't worry, you're not losers. We're winners. But it was written by the apostles. And what did the apostles win? What did they gain? They amassed no fortune. They received no power. They weren't received by anybody. Every single man that claimed to have seen the living Christ was put to a brutal and horrific death, except possibly St. John. They were beheaded, burned alive. One was thrown off the top of the temple. They were crucified, beaten to death, skinned alive, sawed in two. And for what? What did they gain? What did they gain in this world? Nothing. Nothing. And on top of it all, while they're being killed, they're praying for their executioners. How about the great St. Paul? St. Paul wrote down what he went through. Five times I've received the Jewish 39 lashes. Three times I've been beaten with rods. Once I've been stoned. Three times I've been shipwrecked. A night and a day at sea. I've been in frequent journeys, in dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from countrymen, dangers from Gentiles, dangers in the city. He's in a lot of danger. Dangers in the wilderness, dangers at sea, dangers among false brethren. I've been in hardship and labor, sleepless nights, hunger and thirst, in the cold and exposed to the elements. Yippee! Sign me up! Actually, I did sign up. (laughs) But seriously, my friends, what on earth did they gain? Ooh, St. Paul, big winner. You know how he won? You know what his crowning prize was, his biggest trophy? They cut off his head. They gained nothing from the world. Did you know that every single successor of St. Peter, that is every single pope, for the first 250 years of Christianity was murdered? Every single one for 250 years died a martyr's death. To be elected pope was a surefire death sentence for the first 250 years of the papacy. You guys don't look shocked enough. Do you realize that that is the equivalent of every single U.S. president in the history of our country being assassinated in office. What did they gain? What did they gain? My friends, the simple truth this Easter morning is there is no historically plausible explanation for the growth and spread of Christianity other than this. Jesus of Nazareth, born of Mary, executed by crucifixion under Pontius Pilate, is alive. Not his cause, not his memory. He is alive. And my friends, he is literally dying to meet you. The unthinkable has happened at the empty tomb this Easter morning. 
And we, some 2,000 years after the fact, are here in this church as privileged witnesses to the fact, to the fact that no one broke in and stole the body. No. But for the first time, the unthinkable has happened. Someone has broken out of the tomb. This is our claim. This is our faith. And this is the truth. He has risen. Amen.